everyone. Welcome to episode 140 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. And for the second week in a row, everybody's here. And I'm pretty sure by the end of this episode, we're going to find out that it's going to be three weeks in a row. Pretty sure. But hang on. Stay all the way to the end. But for those of you who relish in the hospital church being a place that does its best to love through words and actions, you're going to like this upcoming week. Now, while we can't take credit for Valentine's Day... But, you know, any chance to celebrate someone you love, commercialized as it all is, is an opportunity that shouldn't be tossed aside. And then, right on Cupid's heels, is our church retreat and the theme this year, Big Heart, Little Heart, which sounds all kinds of lovey to me. So I think we're on the right path. (laughs) Speaking of retreat, stay tuned for a big first-time retreat announcement at the end of today's episode, as I've already mentioned. That's twice, so you're not going to forget. We're going to skip last week. It was really good. Go back and listen to it, but we're not going to review it because I have a feeling that today may take a little bit longer than normal, even though normal is a little bit longer than sometimes it should be. So we'll just jump right in. All right. My salvation is not just for me, Andy. (laughs) Now, we already ascertained that before we went live here that the gospel does not apply to Thin Mint cookies. That's that's true, I guess. If you have Girl Scout cookies, you don't have to share the good news about it. You keep it it to yourself. At least that's Randy's theology. (laughs) And I'm sticking with it. You can hate me. You can hate me. It's okay. I'm prepared. But the Great Commission is what we're talking about this week. And this sounds like something good, right? The Great Commission. I mean, that sounds good. Sounds like a good tagline. Maybe great even. (laughs) <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. Something we should be in training for, prepping for a sort of basic training or march on Washington, something exciting, something we should all be behind. And most of us know what it is, I think, but how many of us give it the importance it deserves? Because if the greatest of these is love and greatest trumps great, exactly how important can the Great Commission be? Well, how since it's almost Valentine's Day, how how <laughs> if I knew that Heather loved you, but she hadn't told you yet, hmm. how important would it be that I tell you? Oh man, I'd probably want to know. Yeah, I'd probably want to know. <laughs> An inside track to love is always good, right? Is that I what would, you're telling me? That's what I would think. And so the Great Commission is really. In the words of the Florida Hospital Church, it's really just loving people into lifelong friendship with God. That was a shameless, shameless, plug. shameless. Oh, our mission. I didn't. Yes. I didn't even see that coming. Did you, Jeff? I didn't actually. Man, it was it was well set up though by both of you. I tried to tee him up as best I could, but he knocked that one right out. That's at least three hundred down the middle of the fairway. Speaking just for myself here, it seems to me that I have a lot to deal with with my own junk. And all the things that I should, but realize that I don't do or do well, why and or how can this possibly be my responsibility? I I can't even take care of myself half the time, Andy. And then we're expected to somehow with the smile or living our life in such a way that people that interact with us are going to notice that, what, that we're just different and it's going to be different enough in a good way and not a creepy (laughs) way that they go, hey, I wonder what Randy's all about. I just got my haircut this afternoon, and the lady said, where do you go to church? I said, I go. I said, I go to Florida Hospital Church. I didn't say anything else. You didn't invite her? 
She's open. She said, I mean, she teased the ball up. Please invite me to your church. And you just let it drop. All right. So, ne- <laughs> so next month, see, here's that you are making my point exactly. She teed, We're not going to ask who your hairdresser is. <laughs> she teed it up right for me, right? And I told her, she said, oh, that's Seventh-day Adventist, isn't it? And she's like, I've heard really good things about, about those people. Those people. Mm, so okay. there you go. There's an invitation. And we were talking about answered prayer. She's been asking for a car because they only have one car car in their family and her aunt is giving her a car. She's flying up to Indiana to get it. We yeah. had this whole conversation and she's like, I've heard really good things about those people. And she's like, so what are you going to do there today? And I told her I was on my way. So we're going to do a podcast. So she is going to, I did at least, I did at least. <laughs> she's at least the podcast. That's good. Yeah. I, so <laughs> Shameless plug for the podcast. Shameless plug for the podcast. I had, she wrote down my email address and she's going to email me and I'm going to send her the link to the podcast. Cool. So I didn't invite her to church, but I should have. But see, that that's my point. <laughs> in time, in time. God sends us and puts people in our way every day. Well, yeah. And we're not so good at this, I don't think. But I want to make sure I don't misdirect because okay. it's not about getting them to come to our church. Yeah. That's cool. uh, I, I do. I mean, I'm not going to argue at that point. I love to have people come to our church. Yeah, absolutely. But really, it is news that is beyond believable almost that's so good that it's hard to imagine why we wouldn't share it unless we don't really believe it's that good of news. Yeah. Or we feel like it's limited, you know, just like your um, little 10 mint cookie thing. <laughs> If I don't think I've got, <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, the supply if, is. If limited. I don't have a, yeah, if I don't have a, a, a notion that this is, I mean, well, even the Andy used this illustration. It's this illustration of these lepers who are gorging themselves on all this food that's left over from the siege, and they know that there's a whole town of people that are starving to death, literally. Yeah. And they're gorging themselves, and all of a sudden it dawns on them. Yeah, this is a day of good news, yeah. <laughs> and we're not sharing. And we're not sharing. <laughs> and they didn't have that. They didn't have any of that going into that. So, so Randy, let me, let me just ask. This is I didn't yeah. use this in the sermon, but if you knew there was a place that all they had to do was just drive by, and they had handed them a hundred dollar bill, who would you not tell that to? Probably the people I don't like very much. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be okay, well, you're being a little selfish now. <laughs> uh, but really, I mean, it, you, yeah. you, know, you, you can't get more, but they can't get less. And I mean, it's just like if you go by, they'll give you a hundred bucks. It's not like it's taking. Any, bucks. It's not taking anything away from you personally, right? I don't know. Just as a sidebar, I don't think I've ever read the text about the. We boiled my kid yesterday, and now today we're supposed to boil yours and eat him. I hope we're going to bring that up. And, and eat him, and, but you hit him on me? Like, now I'm mad? Yeah. Because the hunger is that bad that cannibalism is rampant which, in the city? Which which helps you understand, while there's lepers are out there pigging out, and that these tents where the army has run off, that they would come to their senses and say, wait, this is a day of good news, and we're going to be guilty if we don't share it, because it's just too good a news. Because there are people inside eating children. I, mean, I think all those factors factor in. I think the the idea of knowing that this good news makes such a huge difference in everybody's life. Yeah. That's a big deal. And when I know that, okay, $100 is okay. – may 100000 Okay, whatever. <laughs> well, then. Uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, even, even money, does it make – yeah. It's greater than anything that we could ever – and it's going to make a huge difference, knowing what I know. But we still – and I think the part of the problem is one of the hesitancies of us sharing it is we still have this notion stuck in our brains that it's somehow dependent upon me. 
Yeah. It's something I've got to do. And man, to be able to help people realize, no, you're flopping around in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. You're not going to make sure unless you get rescued. <laughs> and when the rescuer comes, you better just surrender to the rescue. Yeah. And, and we don't, we still think, oh, yeah, but I've got, I've got to at least know what direction he's coming from, or I've got to understand, you know, how to tread water just right when the rescuer gets here. No. <laughs> all these directions. <laughs> you have all these directions to run the rescue. Okay, do I grab your hair? Do I grab your arm? Yeah. What do I? Yeah. yeah. Well, and the rescuer just comes down and rescues you. Yes. He does. <laughs> he, doesn't, he knows that you're you flailing. <laughs> he's not going to hit you in the head with the dinghy and knock you out. Yeah, right? there's no instruction book for being a, a, a drowning uh, because I soul. Think, I think that's a big hangout because. I can invite someone like I did today to listen to mm-hmm. my favorite podcast, meet me at my favorite coffee shop, lend them my favorite book. But those are things that someone else has created. I'm simply a fan. I'm simply sharing something I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not suggesting to them by saying you should read this book or you should listen to this podcast. Right. I'm not inferring that I have any kind of special knowledge, skill, or teachable insights. Right. And then you jump to this great commission and all of a sudden it's teaching them to observe all things God has commanded. No, That's all, a pretty total. No, Jesus said, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. you. And yeah. the command he just gave is love one another. <laughs> so it's really, it's really not, it's not as bad as it's, you know, it shouldn't be. You think you're back to shallow thoughts from deep shots from a shallow <laughs> Christian kind of thing. <laughs> right. But I think we look at it that if way. If you that need if, context on that last one, just go ahead and watch the sermon. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. But I think that's where people think about, yeah, it's easy to share the mundane or the easy, but this gets to be, and one of your other points, you, you gave two reasons that might preclude right. us. Our and, individualistic yeah, world. Yeah, individual culture, and that's celebrated, or and then that leads to things like measuring up or comparing ourselves and others' experiences, just regular and or spiritual are somehow more significant than ours. And therefore, you just find yourself that, hey, sometimes there's a possibility that you're just not going to do this. And there's other times where you're certainly going to do it, but what's the difference between action and inaction? But you said, is the gospel we hold good news? Does it carry you or must you carry it? (laughs) Ouch. That's like a 10.0 on the ouchy, ouchy scale. Well, I have had people come to my office many times and and they're just like burdened by the gospel. And I'm thinking you got the wrong gospel then. The, the gospel should be like wind, yeah. in the, wind in your sails. If you're sailing a sailboat, I mean, it should, it should lift you up. It carries you. You don't carry it. Or you don't fully grasp the gospel yet. That's true. Jesus reconciled everything to God. That's a pretty inclusive word. That is inclusive. Because I think that is all the sneaky ways that we let the devil convince us that the good news is merely yesterday's traditions and maybe even suspicions. Do we even really know that this is true? <laughs> I think everyone, no matter how good your faith is, you're obviously, I think everyone's going to struggle with this from time to time. But how do we help those who've never tasted to see that God is in fact good and that the yoke is easy and he's not going to burden us with things that we don't need or we don't want or worse, those we've invited who have tasted. And then we're like, yeah, but you didn't taste it in the right way. So you need to go away. How do we bring people like that back? What can, what's our message? I think first, first is maybe a rational thing that, the Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from God. Absolutely. And the and the devil okay. seeks to do bad things to us, hurt, destroy, mm-hmm. ruin us. God's gotten a lot of bad rap throughout history of having done all the bad stuff. Absolutely. And, and yet all the good stuff comes from him. Can he transform bad stuff? Can he make good things come out of bad things? You betcha he can. Uh, but God is the one 
who is for us and not against us. And, and rationally, I think we have to, to look at these things and sort of begin to say, okay, I'm going to choose to believe that. I can choose not to as well. Sure. Jeff, as a counselor, what do you tell people? I mean, you must meet with people that have been either damaged by the church or through some happenings yeah. of the church or some thought processes that That's go the that hardest. What do you say to people like that that are looking Finally, there's a beacon of light somewhere that's saying, you need to go talk to someone. You need to figure these out. You need to get yourself right. And so you've got this opportunity that, and that's just thinking about, that's a lot of pressure that, you know, now someone is finally like on the edge to say, maybe I'll consider it. And then you're the person they're coming to. What do you tell people? Yeah, well, well, first of all, (laughs) we see those things that that we want to see. Sometimes people come in and and it's the same thing on a spiritual level too. I think that there are times when I want so badly to do something. One of the biggest things in therapy when people come in is to help them understand that their their role changes. That a lot of times the very thing that they think that they're supposed to be doing is the thing that's actually the damaging thing that's going on. So in a, like, say for instance, in a relationship, or a parent, you know, especially a parent with a child. Okay. Sometimes a parent will be, you know, I've got all these things that I, you know, I want my child to do and, and they, they start doing it. And when the child doesn't do them, they start doing them for them. They start doing <laughs> it for the child. Yeah. And I think that revelation of saying, hold on, you know, let's, let's just sit back a little bit and let the child fail. And let the child, you know, do some of those things. Now, obviously, in the gospel, God allows us to go through some of the things that, you know, sometimes I think failure is a good thing. Yeah. And and the reason I bring this up is because as we look at the good news, God gives us forgiveness. He's always given us forgiveness. That's part of the good news. We're always living in grace. So we sometimes equate our mistakes and we sometimes equate the things that we're doing wrong with how our parents looked at us or our dad. And I know lots of people who are in the church and they equate God to their dad or the, to their mom. Mm-hmm. And so they have to measure up and God's, you know, holding this, you know, kind of a measuring <laughs> and, stick. And they can't get back with them unless they say, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. And I think that's the whole thing about the repentance and forgiveness and the believing we get the cars before the horses. Those are all effects of what God has done, not causes to get him to do something. Yeah. So in Christ, everybody's forgiven in the whole world for everything. Yep. Because he's, a, to- because he's a forgiver, not because we asked for nope. it. I mean, it is because, I mean, we want it, obviously, but he's a forgiver. That's his nature. So as a result of discovering that he's a forgiver, now I can confess my sin. Now I can repent. Now I can I can believe. All those things come not causal, but only as an effect. That was the uh, October 28th from Oswald Chambers thing. Yeah, you teed that right up because we don't have enough time to go through even a whole portion of what that quote was. But I do want to read one portion and then invite you to either watch the message, which we would always encourage you to do. But the full context of this quote will be in the show notes this week. So if you are Mm. listening right now and you want to actually just swipe up, take a minute and you can actually read them because they will be there. It said, I'm not saved by believing. I simply realize I am saved by believing. And it is not repentance that saves me. Repentance (laughs) is only the sign that I realized what God has done through Jesus Christ. The danger here is putting the emphasis on the effect instead of on the cause. The salvation that comes from God is not based on human logic. Thank you. 
but on the sacrificial death of Jesus. We can be born again solely because of the atonement of our Lord. Sinful men and women can be changed into new creatures. Thank you again. Not through their repentance or their belief, but through the wonderful work of God in Christ Jesus, which preceded all of our experience. The unconquerable safety of justification and sanctification is God himself. Thank you. Times three. We do not have to accomplish these things ourselves. Thank you. Number four. They have been accomplished through the atonement of the cross of Christ. Now that's do, worth sharing. Th- I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think what you said, Jeff, about sometimes is having to sit back. And if there is that opening to just kind of prioritize and realize I didn't do anything the first time to deserve it when I thought I, you know, when I believed I don't have to do anything this time. It's already been done. Maybe baby steps and finding someone that maybe I feel comfortable with to just kind of talk things through and, and start to realize that maybe we don't have to share so much of ourselves, but just be better listeners with this. Really quickly, the story in Acts where the Ethiopian is studying and, he, and the, the Philip comes up to him and he says, do you understand what you're reading? And he goes, how can I? And there's <laughs> this informational piece. But I think the reason why he said that is because the Ethiopian eunuch would have never, ever been included in yeah. on what was going on, this gospel to everyone. He didn't feel, I mean, I don't think he believed he was part of it. Yeah. And what Philip gave him was this open door saying, no, no, no. What, what I'm telling you is that God's grace, God's forgiveness, even his, the belief in him, the very aspect of you being able to believe in him is open to all people. And that's really good news yeah. for yeah. all of us. It's not inclusive. Or exclusive. It's yeah, not exclusive. exclusive. Yeah. If, we could, if we could get just the Christians in the world to stop worrying about trying to save themselves <laughs> yeah, and recognize, and, and recognize <laughs> they're, they're already they're in saved. Christ, they're saved, then they, maybe, maybe they could share the word with some other folks. <laughs> if we could just accomplish that much. That would be a pretty big accomplishment. Well, one of our FHE takeaways this week asked, if I talk to you long enough, what's the one subject you know would be sure to come up with you? <laughs> and I absolutely know what well, the answer is. that's a good is. question. You know, and I know what the answer is if someone's talking to me. Many of you know as well because one of the questions I get asked all the time at church and otherwise is what podcast do you listen to? <laughs> I need something new in my feed. Of course, my first response is always, have you heard of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff? Now, it's weird that I wrote this last night considering that I just shared this with my hairdresser today. But it gets a laugh if they know me and really, is it good? What's it about? And then the laugh when they figure out that I'm part of it. And they're like, oh, I see. Shameless plug. Gotcha. But it's an easy way to expose more people to Jesus without them having to do anything more than press play. They click a link and it's there. What's the one thing that always comes up with you and how can you use it to share the good news? There's got to be something that you can do that's something that you super enjoy that you can somehow connect, even if it's just being a good friend by sharing. You know that those things have to come about. So if you have something that you can share and you'd like to let us know about it, you can leave a voicemail, text 407-965-1607 or email podcast at hospitalchurch.org. And please do not miss this week's message. If you missed anything in this whole series, (laughs) honestly, there was so many good things that that the way everything was laid out. And the final thoughts from Andy's message, he said, this isn't just for you to consume and enjoy and just for your benefit. Our salvation isn't just for us, so go make disciples everywhere. Go love people into a lifelong friendship with the God who saves. You have the best good news. Go share it because it isn't just for you. 
man, if we could just remember that a little <laughs> bit each week, that would be a big help. But please don't miss the message because there was way too much that we had no way to cover. Check in the episode notes and find that quote because the full quote all added together. There was two <laughs> paragraphs. It was really, really good. And I would guess that book is a recommended read. Oswald Chambers, My Utmost for His Highest. Yeah, that's yeah, great. That's great a devotion. Cla- it's one of the best. All right. I'll have to look that up and maybe I can find a Get link to Amazon. the modern version of it. Yeah. Modern, I'll yeah. see if I can find a link to that and post that in the notes as well. All right. Upcoming this week, we made you wait, but here we are. We're headed to Camp Kalakwa in the annual church retreat. And here's the big reveal. This Saturday afternoon in the A-frame at Camp Kalakwa, we will be recording the podcast with a live audience. First time we've ever done that. Our guest speaker will join us to discuss and dive deeper into the message. And if you want to be a part, we will have an open mic period at the end of the podcast where we will take on with the microphone your comments and questions so that everyone can hear them and enjoy them in the podcast. So don't miss out on that. And I think that's at 2.30, but just check when you yeah. get to camp. We'll be able to figure that all out. So We'll make Lich answer all the questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we'll just keep funneling them in and we'll invite – maybe we can seed the crowd with some real right. good stumpers beforehand. And remember, there's no services here this week. There you see. These guys, we've been here long there enough. Everyone knows what we need to do. So don't miss church retreat. I think it closes – uh, to, uh, tomorrow. Yeah, Wednesday. When, Wednesday. You'll be, when you'll be hearing it, it closes. I mean, Wednesday. Wednesday not so tomorrow. if you're listening to the podcast right now, stop what you're doing. If you haven't registered and go do it or you're done. Because you need to register even if you're coming just for the day. Just for the day. Mm-hmm. And as always, Tammy, T-A-M-I at hospitalchurch.org. She can help you if you have any last minute scramblings and need to get it done. So episode 141 will be our first ever live at Camp Kalakwa. So thanks for listening and have a great week. And don't forget to check back with us next week for that episode.